0: Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio Interactive live chat room at TNTradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Critically analyzing national affairs. This is State of the Nation with Steve Hook and Brian McLean on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Okay, this is State of the Nation on TNT Radio with Steve Hook. And now with our buddy, Brian Hesher-McLean, who has been on assignment, as we say with the air quotes. Hesher, welcome back to your show, brother. Good to have you. Uh, and I can't wait until you're back in studio full time and we can do this again. But it's good to see you, man. You're looking very uh, California, but feeling very Texas, I'm sure.
2: Hey, yeah, doing my best to represent both uh, both locations here, Steve. It's great to be back with you on State of the Nation. I heard the first hour. Absolutely wonderful conversation. So much going on right now, man. It's man. absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it, it's it's nutty. And I know you've got some stuff you want to touch on, but I I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the Hunter Biden-Abby Lowell yeah. show today. Uh, and, you know, I, noticed, I mentioned this before, but uh, they showed up in front of the Senate side because that way the sergeant-at-arms of the— uh, of the house side has no jurisdiction to compel abby, uh, to compel compel hunter to get in the chamber and apparently uh, this is what i'm hearing anyway is that speaker johnson had they done this in front of the house side of the capitol he could have sent he could have sent the uh capitol police out there uh and the sergeant of arms and said hey guess what you're coming in with us to testify right now abby Lowell too smart for that and said nope we're gonna go to the senate side because guess what now there's no such jurisdiction, and they can get away with this stunt. What did you think about it?
2: Could you imagine, Steve, if the American public had that sort of ability? Like, oh, you've been subpoenaed, you know, and, and you could just be like, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm so busy in my, my armored cars and my limousines that nobody can pull me over in, and I get to choose which courtroom I'm going to be favored in. You know, I get to choose where I'm going to go give my testimony or plead the fifth or have my bazillion dollar lawyer, you know, plead something for me and then walk away. I mean, that is uh, if that's not an example of, you know, 21st century America rules uh, for thee and not for me. I don't know what is.
1: Yeah, you're not kidding. It's just it's it's elitism wrapped in uh, in a meth pipe and and a whole bunch of hookers. (laughs) I mean, it it really is, I mean, you know, just to to say elitism and and crack pipe and hookers in the same sentence may not make sense. But in the case of Hunter Biden, it certainly does, because he's playing that card for all it's worth. Looks like today at five o'clock, they're going to vote for the official impeachment inquiry. Johnson says he's got the votes. Uh, So we'll see what that does. But uh, very, very interesting, man. It's crazy
2: stuff, Steve. I remember eight years ago um on a boiler room live stream we we found out uh that night someone brought the story that hunter biden had uh turned in a rental car with a crack pipe left in it uh and it was just like what is going on here this is this is completely insane you know he was vice president at the time uh and it was just like what is happening like how is this okay what is going on with our politics you know uh, and and here we are, all these years later. There's a book written about it. He's actually lauded as some sort of uh, example in some people's minds as to you know how everybody's uh, susceptible to you know the disease of addiction and blah blah blah. Yeah. And like you pointed out earlier, I love my son. You know quotes from from Biden and they make it all about oh poor Hunter you know we've talked about this oh poor Hunter has a drug problem and he wasn't in his right yeah. mind when he signed that document and he wasn't in his right mind when he was involved in setting up you know the uh, tens of shell corporation LLCs and influencing peddling like it's all okay for him while we've got Americans rotting in prisons for much much lesser crimes for years and like enough to ruin them and their families lives it's it's really heartbreaking.
1: It is heartbreaking. It's maddening. it's damned. it's it, it's so infuriating, really. And yeah, you're right, man. He flouts it. and and the thing is, you know, you're right. It, it, it's the politics of corruption, but what really pisses me off about it, hash, is the media is immediately rallying to Hunter. Uh, you know, and we've talked about it before. Everybody knows an addict. We've all we either in our own family or in our circle of friends, and it's a tragedy and blah 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 blah. Well, look, I don't know many meth heads or crack addicts. Who are who are arranging ten million dollar deals with the Chinese government, Chinese Great. Communist Party? I don't know many who are getting money out of uh, out of uh, you know all the other Kazakhstan and of course Burisma in Ukraine. I mean, this guy, for a crack addict and for a hooker, uh, you know, addicted, just ne'er do well. He sure is good with putting together these multi million dollar deals that benefit everybody in his family, including the big guy
2: yeah you did a great job not saying whoremonger right there steve i'm really <laughs> impressed uh, your your radio prowess is <laughs> above, you know it's top tier it's absolutely top tier and you're right the guy's a whoremonger and no you know yeah i've known people that have struggled with addiction but no i don't know anyone who walks around behaving like uh american psycho from be ellis's book you know what i mean a guy making eighty thousand dollars a year in a scam an influencing peddling scam as the rest of us are having our energy prices go up our fuel go up seeing more people go off to wars and stupid stuff like this and yeah i don't know any addicts like that steve i really don't
1: yeah i doubt many people do Hey, by the way, uh, are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Well, we certainly hope so. If you think we're doing a good job, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or a comment on Facebook, Gab or Getter? Make sure you help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's news talk, TNT Radio a part of the conversation
3: i want representation i can trust have your say biden isn't doing enough this is today's
0: news talk radio tnt
1: okay we're back with our man on assignment hesher uh in cali not for long though now tomorrow hesh you're not going to be around because it's a travel day for you is that correct i'm gonna be flying the friendly skies
2: steve can't wait to see how wonderfully nice tsa is to me yet again this trip always a pleasure traveling on the friendly skies of american corporate airlines but uh yeah gonna be a travel day tomorrow so you're gonna be filling the seat on your own i'm bummed i can't be there but uh you know what These things happen, and uh, I have been doing a little bit of uh, investigating while I've been here in California, Steve. And I would love to um, tell you and you uh, what to expect when moving. I'm learning a lot about the modern moving industry, you know. And uh, traditionally, you know, when uh, we were a little bit younger, and I'm sure uh, business practices were a little bit better, and our backs were a little more stout than they are now. It was just a matter of renting a u-haul, right? You rent a u-haul, you box up your own crap, you call your buddies and you say, Hey, I got twenty four beers. Can you guys please come over here and help me load the u-haul and you drive it yourself where you're going. Uh, and and you know that might still be the best option, but uh, i've I've experienced that recently, moving with pods and trucks and and self, you know, DIY as much as possible with you know rented trucks and this kind of stuff. And that has become very difficult as people are moving around the state more and the industry's become a little bit more grifty. Uh, But it still may be the best way to go, in my experience, um, if you have the, you know, the fortitude and the manpower to uh, do all that stuff yourself, especially if it needs to be done quickly now. What I want to talk about Steve is the next tier up of moving. If you're say, you know, moving a senior citizen or, you know, you have you're not worried about how much it costs to move and you want to do it um in the most pain-free manner, right? Like that's what a lot of people are hoping to do, especially, you know, people that are retired and leaving a blue state or a blue city, right? So Steve, you would think that would be a matter of calling up one of the big five transporters and knowing that they are sending a truck there and they are sending guys wearing their logo to your house, right? That's what you would expect. Well, that's not the way it works these days. Um, So there's this whole, there's that tier, you know, and you're going to do okay there probably, but you're still subject to many of the same pains you are Uh, fleeing a state or moving a state, upgrading your life, whatever you may be doing. Um, So here's what happens. Uh, The whole industry works on a bulletin board system. So you can go to the, uh, you know, consumer tier uh, moving companies, right? They're mostly online uh, brokers now. So you're, you're hitting when you make your first call or your first email, you're hitting a professional salesperson. All right. Someone whose job it is, to make you feel very comfortable picking that service. And they will tell you everything you wanna hear. They will say, yes, I'm your man. I'm your single point of contact. You can call me anytime, you know, and they'll be very responsive as you shop around and look at, get other quotes and this and that. And their quote will be amazing. You know, uh, I think our quote was like a two bedroom house, 30 to 60 boxes. Yeah, you know, $1, 12, 1500 bucks. But here's what happens, Steve. Then once you pay, you pay the first 50%, right? And then you're in the system, and you'll probably never hear from that salesperson who's your guy or your girl again. Now you get yeah. dispatch. You you get dispatch and dispatch and emails and automated phone calls, and then someone shows up at your house to move you, right? So if you pay for the white glove service, where they will actually, you know, they say, we'll pack your boxes, we'll pack your 30 to 60 boxes, and you'll be within this price range. Okay. That is a possibility, but let me tell you how to make that work. You have to actually have belongings that fit in 30 small boxes. And those small boxes have to be, you know, Tetris on a truck, basically. But if you have an exercise bike, if you have a uh, remote control helicopter, if you have something oblong, if you have, you know, uh, an antique piece of furniture, all of a sudden, boom, your shipment comes out the truck a little bit further and you're on to your next set of cubic footage. And what usually happens is that the the guys, now these guys, they all come from small companies. And when the broker puts the thing up on the bulletin board, people jump on it. You don't know who's going to jump on it could be anybody basically. And then they show up, uh, in my case, it was a couple of, uh, Latin, Latin dudes. And, and they, they come and they do this whole act where it's like, they see your pile in the garage or in the house and they go, Oh, Hmm. Oh, this, I don't know. This is going to fit. Uh, Oh, you didn't pay for white glove service. Did you? Oh, we, we have to pack. You know what I mean? There's all this. And then they, like, well, don't call the <laughs> broker. don't call the broker. We do this every day. And then once all your stuff gets in there, boom next thing you know your cost has doubled so my main they're upselling
1: you yeah exactly
2: so my main message (laughs) with this if you are moving and you pick the you know consumer grade moving services uh whatever quote they give you double it at least double it unless you're confident you or they can actually pack everything in 30 specifically sized boxes 60 depending on you know how big your house is whatever expect it to double and expect to have to haggle and expect the movers to be bringing other people that they say, well, you need to take care of my guy here too. This all goes to my company. So you got to take care of my guy. So oh, there's boy. a lot of, a lot of shiesty stuff going around and there's basically no way to get around it. If you go to one of the big five, uh, they do the same thing. They broke oh, her out as damn. well. Isn't that amazing?
1: Yeah, well, it's it it is it's it is amazing. I bet I can tell just by the way you told that story, <laughs> you're at your wit's end, very frustrating. <laughs> and and I would I would I would imagine that that uh, it's even worse in California because so many people are fleeing that damn state. Did you have a tough time even finding? I mean, I know a, a, a couple of months ago they were saying you can't even find a U-Haul in California. You didn't go with the U-Haul route and uh you y- you actually hired somebody i'm thinking you know maybe mayflower whatever whoever it was in this case two guys <laughs> two guys in a truck and 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 a, and, a, and a, you know and some friends um
2: did you
1: have a tough time finding them
2: no because that's that would be the other uh, big takeaway is plan in advance uh this has been months in planning and research and Don't even bother practically with the internet reviews. Uh, These companies, they've all apparently bought the internet reviews or have sock puppet accounts being generated from India or something like that. They're all top tier, judging by the reviews. I'd love to see the reviews that are deleted and hidden. I'm sure there'd be some really interesting reading there.
4: (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hey, look at us on Yelp. And then, of course, you're saying, okay, uh, Jose, you and... uh, uh, you and Esteban, you you go 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 write some reviews for us, buddy, because you're going to be packing the boxes. So you might want to sell your services. What what a scam! Frustrating, huh? Frustrating. Huh? Oh yeah,
2: it it can be. That's why I wanted to bring it. You know, I feel like I've learned a lot in the last few weeks. So, uh, send me an email if you're uh, if you're interested in more advice or you, <laughs> you have questions about this. I feel like I'm a slightly professional in this regard here, at least a professional
1: consumer. a professional complainer about the move. I get it. I'm trying to do
2: everybody justice here. I could really unleash if I wanted to, Steve. But, you know, don't be afraid of the setup. Just know that it's going to cost twice as much. Take twice as long and spend extra time planning and mitigating because it'll be worth it in the end. There's a lot of frustrations involved if you're not prepared.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I bet. Well, listen, brother, all I can say is it's almost over. You're out of there tomorrow. Your wheels up tomorrow, uh, and then, of course, we'll see you. You're going to be back in studio on Friday, correct? That's the
2: plan. I should be in the glorious studio with that beautiful Capitol in Austin waving in the background and that flag. Steve can't wait.
1: Good. Well, we can't wait to see you again, brother. And best of luck. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know if you heard what Ken said, but he said you're a good son forgetting. Your- oh,
2: I appreciate that. Thanks, Ken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moving out of California to the free state of Texas. Well, uh, as as always, brother, it's great seeing you. We look forward to talking to you again day after tomorrow. And, uh, and you have a safe, tra- uh, safe travel day tomorrow, brother. We'll do. And see you then. Thanks, Steve. All right. Take care, Hash. We'll see you soon, man. All right. Well, there he goes. That's Brian McLean, AKA Hesher. Uh, you're listening and watching State of the Nation on TNT Radio. Stick around. We've got more to get to. Oh, yeah, we've got a lot more to get to. Coming up on the other side, we're going to be speaking with Dawn Marie Borsico. Uh, she, of course, is another Project 21 ambassador. So we'll talk to her uh, about the faith factor uh, of the elections coming up and how this is going to play a role. We talked a little bit about this with Martin uh, Martin Baker uh, earlier uh, we're going to talk about it with Don Marie coming up next on State of the Nation on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's James Freeman.
2: We have new revised figures from the Office for National Statistics showing that legal, that's not illegal, that's legal, net migration to the UK has witnessed one of the largest increases on record. Three quarters of a million additional people are now living in the UK in the space of just one year. A huge number that comes just three years after we left the European Union. Now, I didn't vote for Brexit um, because of immigration. I voted because of democracy. But millions did vote because they think too many people are coming into the country. Which makes what the government has allowed to happen an absolute two fingers up to the people and democracy. Another example, if we needed another, of how the government does the exact opposite to what the people want And vote for. The
0: Freeman Report and James Freeman on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
3: Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units if you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing we want to hear from you we are a team of professional architects engineers and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future our opportunity zone fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification Five year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax free appreciation potential. There are opportunity zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385 985 5702 or read more at mitmodular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that.
1: It You're sounds pretty really good. It's it way, sounds bad. real, it's dude. Not bad, huh?
3: This is
0: today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: All right, we're very happy to welcome back to the program uh, Dawn Marie Borisco. Uh, Dawn Marie, hello. Welcome back to State of the Nation, and I'm so glad you could be here today. I wanted to discuss your work with Project 21 as it relates to conservative outreach to black America and also the role of faith and the role of truth, frankly, in politics going forward. Hello, Dawn Marie. How are you today?
5: I am wonderful, and I am so honored, honored to be um, invited back as a guest. I really love doing your show and meeting both of you. It's been a great experience.
1: Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. It's only me today. Our our guy is on assignment, as we say, but we are thrilled to have you back. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but earlier today, we talked to one of your... uh, one of your compatriots uh we talked to uh martin uh baker earlier and i said oh i've got dawn marie coming back on and off air he's like oh she's great so anyway hello hello it's a big welcoming committee here hello uh, <laughs> i want to ask you dawn marie we're going to jump into all of this but this is something that i i really want to ask you about because it's in the news lately and it's something that's probably near and dear to your heart I know that you attended uh, Grand Canyon University, correct? You may still be attending, I don't know, but I know you did. Yes. Well, then you no doubt have heard about this $37.5 million fine that the Biden administration has handed down to Grand Canyon University, basically saying they didn't tell students they it, it's they're saying that they didn't tell students that they were going to need more uh, more more credits to get their degrees or whatever they say it was a disclosure uh thing they they weren't being honest with their disclosures. It sounds like a political hit because not one single student has complained about this, and yet the Biden administration decides to hand down a thirty-seven point five million dollar fine to a private Christian university. What's your take on all of this?
5: Wow, you know I've been away from a little bit, and I. I have to be careful on that one because people talk, and I, I'll just speak to my experience. Um, I was a doctoral student there, and I had three different chairs, and it and then my and then I hit some snags that were not to my necessarily my own fault. That it just kept a perpetual cycle going, so yeah. I can't people don't always read everything. People don't always do. I don't feel that I'm educated to all that was going on because they haven't sent me a disclosure um, as being a part of that. But I will just say, having been in academia for a while in in the area of enrolling and how we do things, even, even the best of them can get can get snagged. And, and we know that whether you're a for-profit school or a not-for-profit school, the the tools and the things that we do to enroll are what, we, what we're doing. Because usually it's a quota system that we, yeah. they don't like using that word, but if you you have to make those, those numbers, you have an enrollment goal, let's put it that way. And sometimes oh, in that enrollment goal, Things happen. So uh, I do, I'm not surprised that they're trying to hit GCU and it could be targeting them because they're a Christian school. But like I said, having been on both sides of the fence, you just have to do your due diligence.
1: Yeah. Sounds like you've had some frustrations with it. But the thing that's so, staggering to me about this i said it was 37.5 i stand corrected it was 37.7 million but the reason this is such a to me just really very odd was because this is the largest fine ever handed down to a school including schools that have done considerably worse things we saw uh the uh sandusky over at upenn i think it was a uh, yeah i think it was U upenn where he was basically uh, taking advantage of kids in showers, showering with minors, just some really sick stuff. And we can't forget about the uh, uh, the gymnastics uh, doctor who was. Uh, now he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. Uh, they, I think, he, they, those schools got like two point five and four point two million dollar fines, uh, whereas GCU gets thirty seven point seven million. It does seem a little bit political.
5: Yeah, well, look, there's no doubt that even if there is something wrong, and I'm not saying that there is, but yes, that does seem excessive. And the bottom line is, is that conservatives, if you're a Christian, you don't just get a slap on the wrist. You don't, you just get gouged. So there is, uh, that does sound very egregious for them to do that, very aggressive for them to do that to a Christian school.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's move on. Um, i I want to talk about because I, I talked to Martin earlier, and we I had mentioned to him. I said, you know, it seems to me that inside the black community in America, um scales are starting to fall from some eyes. People are starting to kind of wake up. Uh, I mentioned to him that there's the big influencer, Charlemagne, the God, who's been coming out, been very aggressive against Democrats in in in, in large part, just saying, they haven't kept their promise they're not doing what they've said they're going to do what are you seeing and what is what kind of outreach is project 21 doing to kind of uh push the conservative uh you know narrative and the ideology so maybe people wake up to this
5: Well, I think we have to really educate people. And one thing that Project 21 is doing, and Horace has put together the uh, blueprint for Black America. In other words, let's look at apples and apples. We're going to compare how does illegal immigration hurt Black America? How does all this green new energy hurt Black America? Because until people see where it hurts them, in their pocket and in their bottom line they aren't going to change because we have the talking heads that are feeding things like i was talking to a friend of mine um and she said to me something that i felt was very rather disparaging oh i see that you've drank the kool-aid because if you become a critical thinker in the black community then all of a sudden something's wrong with you Um, And it's not, we just look at things different. So the question is what glass are you looking things through? Are you looking at things through a a half full or a half empty? We know that evil and certain people are always going to be around, but nowadays with technology and all of the means and all of the work that black conservatives are doing in the the media, if they can't get it through mainstream, they're doing it on, on podcasts like this. We're doing it on social media. And we're making those people go, hmm. So sometimes yeah. even when, when you're not, sometimes you have you can't attack the issue. You have to attack something that makes them think. So, okay, yeah. if that be true, then what about this? And now they right. have to, oh, wait, now I need to give you an answer for that. And I think that since the... Um, the the 2020 election and now we we've had this situation of all the hate all the the, the gas prices that almost fr- triples you know <laughs> especially here in california it's like you you can't and people can are, are it. feeling it in their bottom line now
1: well listen Don marie we're going to take a real quick break just for a headline we're going to come back and when we get back I want to talk with you about some of these issues. You mentioned gas prices. We can talk about the whole uh, defend the, uh, defund the police charade, which was a disaster. We can talk about inflation in general. And you mentioned uh, illegal immigrants in the border. So we'll discuss that as well. But let's take a real quick headline, and we'll be back with Don uh, Don Marie Borsico. You're listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. The news is our business, and we never close. never close.
0: TNT Radio News.
3: For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. In a critical House of Commons vote on the Rwanda bill, UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak narrowly avoided a major setback as conservative rebels chose to abstain, rather than directly oppose the legislation. On Monday, Pope Francis highlighted the contribution of immigrants in countering Italy's declining population and encouraged Italians to embrace them as part of their families. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption,
0: propaganda, it never stops.
1: Okay, we're back with Don Marie, Project Twenty One ambassador. And by the way, Don Marie, you mentioned podcast. I would be remiss if I didn't mention your podcast, The Process Three Nineteen, with Don Marie, and also Life. It's only a decision. So you, uh, you've got a couple of podcasts of your own. I want to get that in. Um, Thank you so much. You're you're quite welcome. I, I just am. Uh, Curious, you you just kind of rattled off a list of things that, that 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 are affecting, and not just Black America, it should be said, but all America. We're all suffering this. But Black America is starting to come around. Uh, I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems to me as if one particular political party has kind of viewed Black Americans, and I'm reminded of that remark that uh, Biden made on Charlemagne the God show, if you don't vote for me, you ain't Black. They kind of look at black America as a, as just a voting block and one that can be easily just kind of, we'll come around every couple of years and every four years for your life. And then we just ignore you. And you mentioned the, uh, you know, the, 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 the illegal immigrants that of course is, is, is crashing wages, inflation, gas prices. I mentioned the defund the police movement, which was uh, just had horrific results. What, what is it, is there, is there a main thing that's driving this frustration and this, this this kind of epiphany that's happening?
5: Well, I'm going to use some of what I've learned and what, in my experience and doing some research when I was working on my doctorate. And that was when you can keep a people in a mindset. So a lot of what we're seeing with the defund the police and what was happening with the police, um, black America has been saying for many years, these are There's a lot of unfairness happening with the police and nobody paid attention. I remember having these conversations in college. I remember having these conversations in high school among people. Hey, did you hear what happened? You know, uh, uh, being a black person in America, I saw it firsthand and I saw the injustice and the things that people were able to do. So what happens is people weren't listening. And when you don't listen, To what's happening, and you're oh you you're just sensitive. Oh well, you know you're making a mountain out of a molehill. What begins to happen is people begin to shut down and say, "Well, we don't matter. You're not listening to us." But it didn't start matter. It didn't matter until recently because they have an agenda, and now they want us to be a part of that agenda, and they're using us. In my opinion, in some cases, not all, like pawns. And they're perpetuating this idea that they, they don't like you and they don't this, and then people are sitting in their own homes and they're experiencing things. So what we really have to do is begin to bring people together, and and no. and everybody, white and black, must take responsibility to say, wait a minute, I, I don't have anything against you, but yet, what did they say? um avoidance or not being involved is is. It's you're complicit, you know, you don't hang out, you don't build relationships, and then you Silence want to cook because You have a friend. Exactly. So when people yeah. begin to come together, and I think that the 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 riots of George Floyd made a lot of white America wake up and go, wait a minute, I, I'm not racist, I'm not. And now uh, they're taking a little bit more of, of an account to their own action and their own response. Not to say that they're biased or that they have you know implicit bias or things like that. But what the other side is doing is they're taking advantage of people, again, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And they continue to harp on the hate, the hate, the hate, the hate. They don't like you. They're trying to do this to you. And, and as I said, when I was with you last time, people are trying to feed their families. They don't really care. Yeah. They probably yeah. should care. They, they, I need to take care. Of, I have kids on drugs. I have a, a parent dying of cancer. I'm not really trying to hurt you because you're Black. I, I It's not there. So what I think we're finding is that people are talking, but we have to begin to change the narrative and we have to come out and go, "Mm -mm, we're America and we're going to stick together. Being proud to be an American doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean just because we want uh, Christian values or moral values. doesn't mean we're a theocracy. What it means is we want to hold to a specific way of living. And that's why people come here. Now, is everything perfect? No. But do we have a good system? Yes. But when we don't steward it well, when we become greedy, when we become, when we don't change with the times, then you get what you get. So I, we have to kind of change those discussions on the table and make it a little bit different.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, that's well said, well stated. I agree with you there. I also think that, you know, it, it, I, and I and I really can't stand that political, uh, the political mas- uh, machinations of, of, of Democrats specifically in this case that use that they hate you and you mentioned it before Don marie that your friends are going oh you've drank the kool-aid i mean that's got to stop because whenever i get into these debates uh with anyone and, and especially white liberals they're the worst if you want to know the truth they're the absolute worst because they will tell me and they do all the time that i'm a racist and all this i'm i'm the furthest thing but you know even now, see just because you said that proves you're like oh, wait a minute Every Jim Crow law was passed by Democrats. All those statues that were ripped down, they're dead Democrats. The Democrats tried to secede from this country. I'm not going to, you know, ignore history. And I do know that there are people that – have, and we were talking to – as I mentioned, we talked to Martin Baker earlier. He was talking about the way the, uh, the, the black churches have been kind of infiltrated every time we get around to election time. Here come the people that scream about separation of church and state. They're right there behind the pulpit of pushing, you got to vote for me because I'm the – so it's just the hypocrisy
5: is so blatant. I, I and, and I think uh, people are waking up to that, No. You know, it, people have to be an accountable, uh, accountable to what they believe, but people are not going to come out of their circles necessarily. You have to make them doubt. So one of the, I had a class once on how to deal with a certain type of group. And the one thing that we learned was you don't attack what they believe because they're, yeah. they're you're just going to make them argue more. What you do, you bring doubt to it. Oh, that was true. But did you notice that this failed? So can you explain that? But can mm. you explain that? And it makes people think. And so that's what we want to really be able to do. We want to be able to compare apples and apples, orange and oranges. You know, they want to take us back. Let's look at our economy. Let's look at how we do things. Let's look at our balance. Well, there was a time in America where on a Sunday, nothing was open before noon. You couldn't go to a movie. You couldn't go to a mall. It was, But don't complain now if Walmart wants to close. I mean, we can go back to the way it used to be. People wouldn't like it. We can yeah. address certain things, but people wouldn't like it. When it comes to Black America, I, 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 I'm in the churches, I'm stuck because some of the hate, some of the things that I've heard coming out of some of these mega churches, it amazes me. But I think what has happened in general, in the area of being a Christian, we've gotten so far away from the basic tenets of the gospel and we're teaching everything else. But the basic tenets, we need to go back to basics and just get down yeah. to it and make it well. sure that we all understand that we are all responsible for one another. It, the, the more you make, the more you're responsible to make sure that those around you are not going hungry. The less you make, the more you are responsible for finding the gifts within you to excel. Because every person, regardless of their color, their creed, no matter what they are, was endowed with something special. And we need to begin to bring that out of people again and encourage them to follow that versus their earth suit. Your earth suit doesn't mean anything. We have to learn how to, what they say? We have to learn how to reign on earth so we can reign in heaven. What happened to mm-hmm. that? There's no hate there. So you can't yeah. have it both ways. You can't hate on earth and then think you're going to go to the celestial being uh, of heaven and then you're going to hate there. The two don't work well together.
1: Yeah, well said. Good for you. Well, Dawn Marie, listen, we got a roll. But before we do, oh. I want to give you a chance to plug your podcast and, and, and where we can find you on the socials.
5: Awesome. Well, I tend to be on YouTube. Um, life is only a decision. I've been doing it there for my faith-based podcast. I am planning to relaunch that. And it's just about going back to basics and encouraging people to study the word of God for yourself, not denomination, not religion, but falling in love with Jesus all by you, your you're, you're lonesome. And then as you begin to grow, you can feel led to go to your local church. We do that. But then life is only a decision, just really encourages you to use your voice. You know what? Life is a decision. You make it. You own it. Whatever you decide to be, own it. Whether the good, the bad, and the ugly, and nobody can validate you. You have to be validated between you and God yourself.
1: Well, there you go. Well, God bless you, Don Marie, and a very Merry Christmas to you. And I look forward to chatting with you again. And next Definitely. time, we'll have Hesher on board as well. You have a wonderful day. Thanks for giving us some time today. Take care of yourself. Thank you
5: for inviting me back, and you have a wonderful Christmas as well. Goodbye.
1: Okay, bye-bye. There she goes. That's Dawn Marie Borsico on State of the Nation. Stick around because coming up, we're going to have a very interesting conversation. Craig Rucker is going to join us. Now, Craig just returned. From the COP28 summit in Dubai. Uh, and we'll talk all about that coming up on TNT Radio right after this. De weaponizing weather with
0: reality and perspective.
6: Apparently, the climate cabal is freaking out from Al Gore to John Kerry and down to the oddest imported student radical. They're freaking out over the final text as the climate talks in Dubai near their conclusion. At issue is whether the outcome will call for the phase out of fossil fuels or merely call for fossil fuels fossil fuel reduction, and similar, as they put it, weasel words. Either term will leave nations with tons of wiggle room to avoid or delay destroying their economies through energy starvation. And that's the big question. Do you want to starve because you have no energy? Or do you want to continue to eat because you do have energy? Hmm, that is an interesting question. I wonder which one I would choose. As veterans of the UN climate process since the whole shebang began, taking a look at this, we've seen this play out before. No matter what happens, the conference officials will emerge bleary-eyed and proclaim a major victory, leaving it up to the rest of us to sort through what happened and figure it out. Often, as is likely this time, the conference ends in de facto collapse. In fact Al Gore, that's right, the high priest said that the conference is on the verge of complete failure because he wants fossil fuels phased out completely. I wish Al Gore the best. I hope him a long life, but I wish his presence on the world stage would be phased out. If they could actually agree on that, then it would be a success. This is TNT climate and weather watch dog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather, even if you're not in Dubai. It's the only weather you got. Sometimes
4: life can be overwhelming and suicide may seem like the only way to relieve the pain. Beyond Now is an evidence-based app created by Beyond Blue to help you cope when suicidal thoughts start to appear. You can use it to create an easy-to-follow plan that is personal to you and includes steps like know your warning signs so you can act early, make your environment safe by removing harmful items, activities you can do or people you can be with to distract yourself from suicidal thoughts, reminders of things that make you feel strong Some of these steps might be tough to fill out, and that's okay. It can be helpful to make or share your safety plan with a trusted friend, family member or mental health professional. You might feel like you're alone, but help is available. If you're worried you can't stay safe, use the red telephone icon to call your emergency contacts. Download the free Beyond Now app today to create your personal safety plan.
0: Interviews, news, and views. You're listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
1: All right. Our next guest recently returned from the COP28 Summit in Dubai. This, of course, the green Marxist wealth redistribution crowd. They were all in Dubai to discuss uh, destroying our liberties, our basic freedoms. Well, Craig Rucker is the president and co-founder of CFACT. And he joins us now to break down the conference because he was there and uh Craig, first of all, welcome uh to the program. How are you, brother? It's great to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you too, Stephen. Listen, um man, progressives seem to be kind of having a little bit of a meltdown about the uh about the uh the the the, the summit. Uh why were they so freaked out? I, I find it amusing that they picked a place like Dubai to talk about let's kill fossil fuels. What are they gonna? What are they gonna export from Dubai? Dates and sand. I mean, <laughs> what was? You
7: know, well, what's no, you, going you, on there? You raise a good point. First off, it's kind of remarkable. I, as I say, I went back there, and the place is extravagant. So I guess it fits the bill for what COP members are looking for when they pick a venue. They never take Toledo, Ohio, or you know, Akron, Ohio, or someplace like that. They take uh, places like Dubai, Copenhagen. You know, <laughs> uh, Bali, Indonesia. So I, I guess that fit the template. But what was a little odd about this one, as was the case last year when they had their conference in Egypt, this is a nation that gets 95% plus of its electricity consumption from burning oil and natural gas, which is fossil fuels, which is the big enemy. To make matters worse, the head of the COP, the COP conference this year was a guy named Sultan Al Jabber. He happens to head The world's 11th largest oil and gas company in the entire world and they have plans to expand their operations 150 billion dollars in investments to go forward in a booming oil and gas business and that's who's heading this meeting so uh the greens some of them were not happy with that there was actually a letter that was sent out by i think a couple hundred of them led by Greenpeace and others that uh, said they objected to that. Al Gore got on TV and said that he thought there was a conflict of interest there, but it went to no avail. He presided over it. And um, of course there were a lot of fireworks that erupted too uh, during the entire conference, but that kind of set the stage for whatever uh, transpired thereafter.
1: (laughs) Well, it is kind of a funny location, but I think Craig, you're absolutely right. You know, we may not like the, how they make their money, but by God, have you seen those five-star hotels? They sure are nice, and they've got a beautiful airport for my Gulfstream as I fly around saving the world. Um, now, I heard Mark Murano on Hannity the other day talking about this summit. Uh, for, I'm very curious. We know how the – the, the uh, what, what do you call him, a sultan? Was he a sultan or an emir or whatever? Al- sultan. Jab- Jab- sultan, yeah. We know how he was received. My question, Craig, is
7: is, is how were you guys received? <laughs> well, normally we are a bit of a pariah. Both Mark and I, you know, we both work at Fact. And uh, when well, we were uh, wandering around uh, in the past, I go back even 10 years ago, we stood out like sore thumbs. This year, less so. And I'll tell you why. It's because Gone are these boos headed by groups like Friends of the Earth, World Wildlife Funds. Those are the normal ones who would recognize us and hate us. In this particular conference, it was all businesses uh, that did it. These were people who went to the COP meeting, less to try and pump climate change or anything, but offer, you know, new technologies that they say will cure the climate ills a lot of snake oil salesmen so for example you would talk to somebody and they say we have a new battery technology that can recycle batteries in an earth-friendly way and they give you your business card and uh, if you got into a climate discussion with them at all they you just got a starry gaze they were all about they about making money and that's what really dominated this particular conference it was in a beautiful venue typically there's about 15 to 25,000 people that go to this. This year it was 100,000 people. So there's a very big carbon footprint of private jets, limos, uh, very little vegetarian cuisine. I saw meat everywhere and uh, <laughs> people uh, high on the hog, very expensive business suits and um, very little talk about anything dealing with climate or climate science. Yeah, well,
1: it's funny you'd say all that because I, I, wonder, I wonder if that might be a tell because you know we we just got in the netherlands you got uh geert wilders uh elected there he is uh, he has come out against a lot of this green crap and of course for good reason i mean we saw what the farmers had to deal with there in the netherlands and then down in uh, argentina you've got javier millay he's also kind of come out now he's recently kind of amended his comments and say look we're going to try and get to some kind of carbon neutrality but he quickly follows it up with essentially it's all crap but we're going to do our best do you think that um that that Al, Al Gore and John Kerry are just trying to kind of milk a dead horse here? I mean, I know that this is a big money business, as you mentioned, but these guys have got a lot invested in this. Are, are people starting to say, ah, eh, screw
7: you? Yeah, you know, I I think they are. As a matter of fact, what was interesting at this summit is you had even leading up to the summit, you had a G twenty meeting that was supposed to set the template for this, and and some of the issues that came up at this meeting came up at that one and back in July, and among them was the idea: do we phase out fossil fuels or phase down fossil fuels? Sounds like a little <laughs> uh, bickering over nothing, but it wound up being an explosive issue. Nations like Saudi Arabia, Russia, China. Uh, South Africa, others said there's no way we're phasing out fossil fuels. Ultimately, what they arrived at, and, and this just came within the last 24 hours, is it's neither phase out or phase down. It's transition to. And you wonder what? I mean, it sounds like it's the same thing. We want to transition to, but it's not. Actually, transition implies that you have something that you're transitioning from that's of equal uh ability to provide electricity from what you're going away from you know you're transitioning to something that's replacing something equally bad well of course renewables cannot in any way compete with gas fired facilities coal fired facilities hydro facilities nuclear facilities they just don't have the juice they're not as reliable they're intermittent and far more expensive so The countries that are kind of in opposition to Al Gore and John Kerry and others who unilaterally said, almost as though he's a potentate of the United States, that we're going to cut our fossil fuel use, uh, we were leading nobody anywhere. Uh, All the other countries kind of, you know, said we're transitioning. And given where their investments are, I don't see this transition occurring anytime soon. (laughs)
1: yeah well we're still transitioning out of uh, neanderthals for that matter it's all about the length of the transition i guess i mean it it is kind of it is kind of funny that I, i still i i really chuckled the last time that we spoke with you and we were talking about the upcoming summit and i'm like i said to hesher off air i'm like they're doing it in dubai for god's sakes how serious can they be i mean you know but i know that here's the one thing craig um Maybe this is more prevalent in Europe, but I'm looking at a story here out of Germany. Uh, They've really, this has become... straight up propaganda and and fear mongering. Uh, And I don't know if you saw this story, but climate activists in a coordinated attack yesterday vandalized public Christmas tree displays throughout Berlin and six other German cities. These activists from the group The Last Generation spray painted all these Christmas trees with orange paint, basically destroyed everybody's Christmas festivities because by God, we're not taking seriously enough that we're destroying the planet as they Use aerosol cans of paint uh, (laughs) to deface these Christmas trees. What the hell is going on with these people in Europe?
7: Have they been completely brainwashed? Uh, You know, I've been to these cop meetings. I'm not so sure they necessarily get in the Christmas spirit. It's more in the Gaia spirit or Earth worship or Mother Earth. Yeah, yeah, Mother Gaia. Sure. So, uh, but I do find it interesting that uh, they did that. And in fact, to me, it was another kind of humorous moment at the is that a lot of the people coming from Germany were delayed because of a major snowstorm. Uh, we call that <laughs> the Gore effect. Uh, so Germany, of course, is uh, w- one of the few countries that's on board the whole climate agenda. Basically, the West is. The EU, the United States, Australia to a degree are all the ones that are actually listening and trying to implement this stuff. The rest of the world's kind of doing what they want. Uh, two things established at this. There was a uh, Uh, kind of an effort to try to make renewables triple by the year 2030. That came out in the last agreement, and um, there was also some efforts to try to change our diet and attack agriculture that I think just failed. Paraguay took exception to that one, and uh, I think uh, there was one other issue that I'm trying to remember at the moment, but uh, that also came out of this that was uh, uh, fairly big, and that had had to do with the whole idea of not just transitioning to renewables, but also trying to set the template that uh, countries will claim to be net neutral by 2050. That is that they won't emit any more carbon than that they suck in, I guess, or capture. So those are kind of the big deals that came out of this conference. Uh, Honestly, I just think they set the template for next year. They're also going to have it in a very oil rich country called Azerbaijan. Uh, now, that's an unusual one by the Caspian Sea. I figure any conference that takes place between Iran and the, Iraq in the south and Russia in the north, uh, what could go wrong?
1: <laughs> I get, And by the way, I get the Gore reference. When was that one that a couple of years ago he tried to do this big thing in the States and he was snowed out? They couldn't do it because of the global warming conference had to be put on hold because of the freezing cold temperatures and all the snow. Um <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm just wondering because we do see these protesters all over the place. Uh, Mostly in Europe, it must be said, whether they're gluing themselves to the highways or they're throwing cans of soup on a, uh, uh, you know, on a a famous masterpiece or whatever in museums, I think that that kind of political action uh, group They they tend to hurt their own cause more than anything, because you see these people get out of their cars and beat the crap out of these people and get the hell. I got to go to work. Why do they pull this stunt? I mean, I mean,
7: why do they do this? Well, they don't do it. in they don't do it in the, where they've had the conferences the last few years in uh, Egypt and in Dubai. Um, There really were no major protests. the last one that I saw that was significant was three years ago in Glasgow, Scotland, they had major uh, protests there that, You know, it's a more uh, open society for that sort of thing. And there we have film on our CFAC website. I mean, they were brazenly showing hammers and sickles and and socialist propaganda. I mean, it was uh, kind of the old cliche that these greens are kind of green on the outside, but red on the inside. Watermelons, uh, yeah. That came out very clear then, but nothing in these particular conferences because basically you get locked down pretty quickly. Uh, They they don't mess around in these Arab countries.
1: No, they don't mess around at all. And exactly to your point, that's what this really is, isn't it? This doesn't have a damn thing to do with saving the planet. It's not about let's let's try and control the uh, the, the climate. It, that's not it. This is wealth redistribution and Marxism run amok, isn't it, Craig?
7: Yes, and as a matter of fact, now I kind of remember the other huge thing that came out of this. There was about eighty-three billion in climate pledges uh, toward two funds. One's called the. Uh, uh, Green Climate Fund that actually was established years ago it's supposed to be a hundred billion a year. I don't think they've gotten one tenth of that in any given year. The U.S. showed up with Kamala Harris saying we'd give three billion toward the hundred billion. My guess is they're going to come up quite short again. Uh, while that's a lot of our taxpayer money just being wasted, <clears throat> nevertheless, uh, you know they have lofty aims that don't seem to be being realized. The other one, uh, we sent only 17.5 million. This is a new fund they just established called Loss and Damage. Now what this is about is climate reparations. Uh, according to oh, the UN, God. we are people that are benefiting from our high Western lifestyle. But the people in the poorer countries have been devastated by that. So yeah, we we're pay them red back. meat, yeah, because we're eating red meat, driving SUVs, their typhoons are more severe their oh, hurricanes God. their droughts are more severe and we need to give them money to cope with the climate change that we've destroyed their lives oh well. of course we do craig i i hate to
1: cut you off buddy but there's my there's my shut up music so uh see okay. fact uh, where, where can we find you
7: online at CFACT.org. c-f-a-c-t dot o-r-g and right, right on, on. top and all our other information
1: Right on. Craig Rucker, we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, brother. Have a wonderful day. We'll do it again real soon, brother.
7: All right. Thank you, Steve. All
1: right. Take care. There he goes. That's Craig Rucker, and that's going to do it for me, Steve Hook, on State of the Nation. We'll be back tomorrow on TNT Radio. Until then, goodbye.